My friends in Christ, business as usual was one thought that came to mind when I reflected on that passage from John's Gospel. In the reading, it looks like the disciples of Jesus were back to business as usual, back to where they had started, to doing what they had done before they had met the charismatic, irresistible rabbi from Nazareth. They were fishermen after all, and here they were back doing what they knew best, fishing. But the re reading from the Acts of the Apostles told quite a different story. It fast-forwarded us in time to the moment when Peter and his companions stood before the high priest who gave them stern warning not to speak any more about this Jesus. And when Peter boldly declared that his obedience was to God and not to human beings, well, this was clearly not business as usual. Business as usual for Peter was talking big, but delivery small. Even though all deny you, I will never deny you, he said. Business as usual for Peter was shamelessly caving in three times when the going got rough, denying that he even knew Jesus. Why the change? We know very well. Peter had encountered the risen Jesus, or better, the risen Jesus had encountered Peter. He had called out to him from the shore, surprised him and his companions with a huge catch of fish, fed breakfast to him and the others on the shore, questioned him about his love, not once, but three times, prepared him for what his future would be, and called him once again to follow. That marked the end of business as usual. The encounter with the risen Jesus changed everything for Peter. So what about us, my friends? In the celebrations of the past few weeks, we have encountered Jesus. There were the powerful celebrations of Holy Thursday, Good Friday, Easter, when we went from upper room to Calvary to basking in the glorious presence of the risen Jesus, triumphant over death. But that was then. What about now? Are we back to business as usual? Speaking for myself, and maybe for you, I'd have to say that it's not easy to stay on an Easter high. In one of his poems, the great 19th century Jesuit poet, Gerard Manley Hopkins, comes close to coining a word. I quote, let Christ Easter in us be a dayspring to the dimness of us. Let Christ Easter in us be a dayspring to the dimness of us. Let Christ Easter in us. The poet cleverly turned the Easter noun into a verb, turned it, turned it into something, no, turned it into someone, dynamic and alive, someone who can transform us from the inside out. But my friends, how do we turn Easter into a verb? How do we let Christ Easter in us? Well, Jesus showed us the way in that exchange with Peter in the Gospel reading. Do you love me? Jesus asked Peter 
three times. And each time when Peter assured him of his love, Jesus showed him that love was not only a verb, but a most challenging verb. Feed my lambs, he said, tend my sheep. My friends, that is how Christ Easter's in us. That's how we keep Easter alive, when we love others, love them in practical, down-to-earth, selfless ways. Christ is Eastering in us. And love like this makes Easter last far beyond just one day. Now, let me point out a very practical way by which we can all respond to Jesus' invitation to feed his lambs, to tend his sheep. I'm talking about stepping up and making a gift to the annual Catholic appeal. Did that cause a little whiplash for you? If so, you can file an insurance claim if you want. But the annual Catholic appeal really is about feeding the flock of Christ. Let me explain. Your support of the annual Catholic appeal feeds the flock by helping our wonderful Catholic schools teach our young people about Jesus while providing them with a first-rate education. And your support covers the considerable costs of preparing men for the priesthood who will one day feed the flock of Christ. And your support for the annual appeal helps Catholic community services do their amazing outreach to the poor, providing them with housing, advocacy, and basic human services. And it provides chaplaincies for our many hospitals and prisons and jails around Western Washington, and CYO camps for our kids. And that is only a tiny sampling of what the annual Catholic Appeal makes possible. And all of it, in one way or another, is feeding the flock of Christ. So it's a good cause and a necessary one. And it's part of what it means to be a disciple, part of what it means to be Catholic. The goal set for us by the Archdiocese this year is $320,000. That's a little less than last year, so that's a good thing. And our hope is not only to meet that goal, but to surpass it, because as you know, our parish receives back as a rebate everything that is given over and above the appeal. And you always go over and above it. I've shared with you in my letter that our plan this year is to use any rebate monies to help offset the significant costs involved in our parish's extraordinary immigrant assistance program. We're the only parish in the whole archdiocese that has a program of this nature. You're going to hear more about it in a moment. St. James Immigrant Assistance has been serving the immigrant and re refugee population in the greater Seattle area now for 45 years. Staff and volunteers offer things like ESL tutoring, legal assistance, citizenship preparation, educational programs, and advocacy. In recent months, through the St. James Immigrant Assistance, we have been able to welcome Afghan refugee families into our midst, helping them make the difficult transition into a new life in the United States. And in the coming months, we hope to welcome families fleeing the war in Ukraine. So your important, uh, support of this important ministry is very timely, for sure. My friends, if Jesus is truly to Easter in us, it will only be because 
be because we keep finding ways to reach out beyond ourselves, to tend the lambs, and to feed the flock. Your support of the annual Catholic Appeal is one way of doing this, one good way of turning Easter from a noun into a verb. And now, to share with you something of what we are able to accomplish through our St. James Immigrant Assistance Program, I'm going to invite to the AMBO Sarah Riggio. Sarah and her family have been actively involved in our outreach to refugees for several years. Will you please join me in welcoming Sarah Riggio? I am so honored to be able to share briefly with you the gospel work of welcoming the stranger that takes place through the immigrant assistance ministry here at the cathedral. My family has personally been involved with this ministry for the past several years. As Father Ryan just explained, St. James Immigrant Assistance has been serving the immigrant and refugee population in the greater Seattle area for a little more than 45 years offering incredible services. Ultimately, welcoming the stranger in our midst and saying, we will join with you in the whole process of establishing a life here in the United States. Nowhere is this more evident than in the recent work of welcoming Afghan refugees. Over 20 people have formed a cathedral sponsor circle volunteering countless hours to welcome two Afghan families recently resettled here in Seattle after the evacuation of tens of thousands from Afghanistan this past August. One of those two families spent their first month and a half in Seattle living in my home with my family. We were so honored to welcome this father and mother and their one-year-old daughter into our home. Over cups of tea and sharing of naan, we learned their story, which is one of unspeakable hardship, as well as bravery and resilience. We formed deep bonds in spite of incredible language and cultural barriers. It felt like Pentecost being lived out through Microsoft Translate and playing charades. There was such a deep desire on both sides to connect in spite of coming from different worlds. The ongoing joke in our house during this time was the marvel of machinery in America. Through the eyes of our Afghan guests, we could see their wonder as for the first time they encountered things that we take for granted. A can opener, a dishwasher, a laundry machine, an electric toothbrush, a rice cooker, a blender. Everything was America machine. One day the father joked with a big smile holding up a fork with a bowl and a banana in the other hand pointing to the fork and saying Afghan machine. <laughs> Members of the cathedral sponsor circle have procured licenses, spent hours on hold with DSHS getting food benefits, and accompanying to doctor's appointments, especially for one of the Afghan mothers who is currently pregnant with her second child. 
Volunteers and other generous parishioners have found items to fill and furnish the new apartments. They have helped them find work and taught them to shop and use public transportation. In all of this, across language barriers, we said to these Afghan refugees, you are welcome here. We want to walk with you through this incredible challenge of being a stranger in a strange land. On behalf of all the sponsor circle and the Afghan families themselves, we say tashakur, thank you to the St. James community for prioritizing the least of these, the refugees and asylees and immigrants in our midst. Your support through financial giving, volunteering, and prayer has been life-giving to these two families and to the thousands who have received help through St. James Immigrant Assistance. As more refugees find themselves in our midst, your support of this year's annual Catholic Appeal will help us continue to do this gospel work of welcoming the stranger with love, understanding, and compassion. Thank you.